0: eddie and joe coming at you coming at you hot on this friday morning
1: joe toledo is not your average character eddie
0: brewer is not your average guitar player
1: so uh hey guys we just wanted to uh just thank you for tuning in guys are awesome we appreciate all of our viewers and everybody that's been reaching out to us about the podcast and the support
0: oh yes we appreciate it
1: yeah, so uh, we did a pretty cool hike the other day. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, what was it, The what was the trail? <laughs> oh, Domingo Baca? No. Domingo Baca. Yeah, yeah, Domingo
0: Baca, and it leads up to uh, the plane crash site yeah which a plane crashed in 1955.
1: dude the craziest thing about it is that it's all scattered like it all hit and then exploded and then the planes just all over the place probably about a half mile radius of plane parts
0: yeah super weird um kind of sad to think about it actually you know it's like a pretty screwed up way to die but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it can me pretty quick.
0: Nevertheless, it was uh, it was an interesting hike. It yeah, an interesting yeah. hike. We saw a rattlesnake, which was cool.
1: Dude, yeah, that thing was pretty pretty gnarly.
0: I love the guy who showed us the snake.
1: Oh yeah, dude. He's
0: just like this guy just came up to us out of nowhere and he's like, "You guys want to see a big snake?" Yeah. <laughs> we were like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs>
1: it's like. Honestly, know, look at yeah, looking it.
0: back on it, I think he we, we made a joke. We were like, yeah, what if this guy was just trying to like lure us somewhere to kill us?
1: Yeah, like, or expose himself to us. Yeah,
0: because of, you know, if you, you know, yeah, that sounds a little perverse, right? You guys want to see a yeah. really big snake and it's like, well, right, I think I it think little, so. I think
1: it was a little <laughs> bit of a culture thing because I could tell the guy was, you know,
0: yeah, he had an accent.
1: Yeah, he had an accent.
0: But so he, he was, was super cool. And then we saw this Which kind
1: of get make it a little weird to do. Hello, do you guys <laughs> like to see snake? And then
0: when we saw the snake, he was like, I make your day, yes? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, you did, man.
1: Yeah, he really did. That snake was crazy. Yeah, well He was pissed.
0: Yeah, that snake was pissed off. But that's what's cool about rattlesnakes is like, you know, they let you know they're there. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, don't come over here and screw with me. Yeah. Because you're not going to like what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: You come my way. You're gonna to wanna to go the other way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, I'm happy I didn't bring my dog on that one because he's so stupid. He probably would have ran up to it and been like, Ooh, what's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, it just like strikes him multiple times mm. in the face.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that'd be horrible.
1: That'd be bad, Tony. Tony, we're sorry we're talking badly about you. Yeah, we went with our, <laughs> friend, uh, our friend Zach Luton and Casey Frew. Shout out shout out to big zach and big casey bruh you guys are awesome
0: yeah no uh first time i met casey was on this hike super cool dude i guess you jam with him right
1: yeah he's in uh the manic episodes uh my group um what is he he's
0: like a percussionist
1: yeah yeah and he does a lot of background vocals sometimes he'll take the lead vocals while he's drumming nice really talented guy
0: nice that's phil collins style right there dude yeah
1: and he's been writing uh synth parts because he plays piano, too, so he's been writing synth parts for our uh, new songs coming out. Casey, you the man. We love you.
0: Zach, you're okay. No, <laughs> yeah, we no Zach, Zach's a great guy, too. Hilarious dude. Uh, just a fun group to hike with.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. And we've known Zach so long, like 13 years.
0: Yes, yes, we did. Zach told me a, a hilarious story about me in middle school that I didn't remember. That was so funny. Oh, yeah, tell him. <laughs> yeah, he said he was wearing a, like a Blink-182 shirt, I guess. And uh, I was like being a total dick and I was like, Uh oh, Blink One Eighty Two is gay, you're <laughs> such a pussy <laughs> And then it, uh and then like twenty minutes later this like like hot chick in our class, she was like, Oh, I like Blink One Eighty Two And then I like just totally changed my story and I was like, Yeah, I like Blink 182, they're pretty cool <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like you in middle school.
0: Yep, just a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. Everybody's a dick at that age, though.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. We're all kind of stupid too.
0: Yeah. So, no, like, maybe. before you judge our behavior, why don't you think about your own behavior in middle school? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially school, me and you.
0: Yeah, we were fucking. We maniacs. were monsters. Maniacs. Yeah, our
1: parents. Poor, poor parents.
0: Mm, but, but yeah, man. I digress.
1: Yeah, no, that was a great. Uh, it was a great hike, though. Took
0: about um, like what six hours, five hours.
1: Um yeah, like I mean we were screwing around too. Like there, dude, there's these like remember those boulders, those crazy boulders that me and Zach climbed up.
0: Yeah, dude, yeah. that was scary. Yeah, see, I was just, I, I was like, I'm gonna leave well enough alone on this one. I already fell off a rock the last time I was hiking. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so. I was like, I was like, you know, I'm gonna follow Joe's footsteps. So, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't fall, so yeah, so you did good. Yeah, it was crazy because we these these rocks. Like, you know, you look down and you know that if you fall in between this crevice, it's going to be like, what is that movie, 27 hours? 127 hours. 120, yeah. I don't know if I would live that long, but, you know. Dude, that's like, think about My version would be 27 hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 27 minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Kill me now.
0: (laughs) Well, have you seen that movie? No, no. He
1: chops off his arm, right?
0: Yeah, well- you just think, like, 127 hours, how many days is that? It's like five and a half days or something. Yeah, that's, that's like a, dude, that movie is super, super intense. And the fact that it's a true story, what I hate about that movie and, like, love about it is it just, like, shows you how easy it is to, like, fuck up. Like, next thing you know, you fuck up and, like, your arm's trapped under a rock. Like, that shit happens, you know? So you gotta be, like, super mindful when you're out in nature. It's like, I, I dropped some serious knowledge on Eddie the other day. I was like, you know, nature, uh, she's beautiful. But she is not kind. <laughs> 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 so that, yeah, I, just I, I was like, yes, her beauty is unsurpassed. So is, her
1: kindness <laughs> is limited. So is her pain. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, 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 you got to be careful. Yeah, no, yeah. Me and Zach, man, Zach was, you know, he was, he did it, bro. He we went, went for it. up there, and dude, we were looking around, and we were like, I was, I don't know, heights to me freak me out, so my legs tremble a little. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, like you know, we're up there. Especially then, if
0: it's like windy at the top, because you feel like it's so like, low, yeah, it's like going to blow you off blow or you something. Blow you
1: off the whole top, and then you're going to be you're going to be one hundred, you're going to be twenty seven minutes, guy. Yeah, because I would not be one hundred twenty seven hours, guy. But it was uh, so that was fun. And then uh, yesterday, uh, I did a solo hike and went up to the uh, Southern Sandia Peak.
0: Yeah, Eddie thinks he's pretty special. He goes on these solo hikes like he's, you know, John Lennon or something.
1: Joe, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh leaving the club. right now. I found a girl named uh Oco Coco. <laughs> We're
0: gonna do hike club from now on. You just you're not serious enough, you know? Yeah, just...
1: And you just you're just not open minded, you're just not connected with the earth, you don't do enough drugs with me. <laughs> uh, I feel like Joe, is your third eye even open? Yeah. <laughs> is it open? Because I just don't feel like it is. I feel like uh oko coco she's she's the woman of my dreams <laughs> she She shrieks during my songs when I play. she yelps
0: there's this really funny um Curb Your enthusiasm where larry david he's like taking a, a yoga class and the chicks all like into the third eye stuff, <laughs> and Larry David's like he's like, Let me show you what I think of the third eye and he starts like poking himself right there like right oh, with yeah. he's like it doesn't do anything because it's not there, and she's like, That's disrespectful. stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Dude, yeah, man. Freaking, uh, <clears throat> yeah, dude. Yeah. It, well, the Southern Sandia peak, that was, that was a cool hike. So like, uh, when you get to the top, there's just like this flat area of the peak and you can just kind of walk around the top, which is about probably, I think like a half mile radius, I'm just walking around. So that's cool.
0: You and your half mile radiuses. Yeah, half
1: mile <laughs> radius, yeah, yeah.
0: I just know because you said that about the plane crash. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. I,
1: that,
0: huh? <laughs> uh, I think it's because that sounds like, it sounds really smart you say that. Like uh, about a half mile radius. People I think, I, you know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, really I don't. You don't. I don't know anything.
0: So aside from, uh, let's think here, aside from the hike, how, how was your week?
1: Dude, it's been good, man. I uh, just listened to the uh, Fellowship of the Ring audiobook. Just oh, finished Jesus. that for the fifth or sixth time. And yeah. uh, and just listened uh, on my solo hike. Listened to Baron and Luthien, which is another JR token.
0: <laughs> Big surprise, Eddie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've been learning the, uh, the tin whistle.
0: Oh, yes, you know. yes. For those of you who didn't see Edward's Facebook video... Uh, He's been learning some pretty cool songs on this tin whistle.
1: Yeah, I started learning uh, the Swallowtail jig. I'm really excited about that. There's nothing like a good jig. Nothing like a jig, I tell you. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, it's been pretty good, man. just trying to learn new things. Um, just trying to learn more about things that I've learned. and uh, hmm. More about things I'm that tr- you've learned. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, Joe, I'm trying to be more learned. <laughs>
0: Learned. That's a strange word. Yeah,
1: right? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. What about you, man? How's your week going? What's oh, jeez.
0: You put me on the spot. You, you put me on you, the spot.
1: Did you just get two surprise little things from your college?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got... uh Apparently, I earned uh two associate's degrees nice. uh, that I wasn't trying to earn. Nice. But uh that's cool. You know, it's good. adds it to my resume. Yeah. I got a, apparently, I have an associate's now in... um the hell was it? Integrated studies, applied science of integrated studies. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it sounds kind of good for a resume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because I, you know, I took a statistics class at CN. Like, uh, I take all, most of my classes at UNM, but I took one statistics class at CNM. So I think that just put me over the board to get a couple of degrees.
1: They're just like. Uh... Yeah,
0: the other one was in. What was the other one? It was like a health, public health, safety, and public wellness. And I was like, I literally know nothing about keeping. The public's safe, but I'll take it. they are
1: like, Joe, uh, we just realized that you actually (laughs) have your uh, master's in astrophysics. Uh, We forgot to tell you that. Uh, So you're getting your master's right now.
0: No, but I was actually thinking about, um, because since I'm majoring in business at UNM, uh, sometimes it's kind of good if you minor in something, even if it's kind of like a bullshit subject. Yeah. And I've taken a ton of these like sociology classes in the past, so I'm thinking maybe I would minor in sociology. Yeah. Just to like kind of up the resume a little bit, you know? Yeah. Sociology is a strange subject.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh?
0: But I took a bunch of... Uh, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. I prefer it to philosophy. That's, like, the choice you get. Or, no, psychology and sociology. I think uh, I like okay. the choice you get. and Sociology can be, actually be pretty interesting.
1: What's, what's a cool thing that you learned in sociology?
0: Ooh, let's see. Oh, I took this class called Deviant Behavior. That was see, a cool class. That's cool. You just learn about, mm. like, why people do what they do, why they, like, deviate. All
1: right, Joe. Why did I deviate from the, <laughs> from the norm?
0: Well, Eddie, it all started when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Education is uh, its one of those things, you know? Uh,
1: I don't want to talk about my traumas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it all started when you... When your father beat you mercilessly as a child.
1: My dad did not beat me mercilessly <laughs> as a child. Dad, I love you. <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, your dad's super cool.
1: Yeah, my dad's a gentle, kind soul. <laughs> Don't you talk about him like that. Dude, no, uh, that's so funny. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Dude, yeah, so uh, what, what's a cool thing in deviant class that you learned?
0: Hmm. Deviant class. <laughs> deviant class. Well, Eddie, I learned how to be a deviant, even yeah. better. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. What's a cool thing? Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, one cool thing I could point out. I would just say it's, like, uh, overall a pretty cool class. To be honest, it's been a couple of years since I took that one, so my mind's a little foggy. Oh, uh, okay. That's what's funny about taking classes, though. It's, like, it kind of, like, makes you think it might be bullshit or whatever because it's, like, you learn something, right? You take a class. Yeah. How long are you really going to retain all there the information
1: there wasn't one that you're like whoa like that's crazy you know like whoa that's like that whack job what a whack job that guy did that you know no, or no. your professor was like ooh we got a cool class for you because you know they always do that they do that like twice a year oh here's the mind blower today you know
0: yeah there was Damn. nothing like that really that's I mean, I mean I'm, the only thing I remember about that class honestly is like we had to do this project where you had to like find like a uh, the hell was it like examples of like microaggressions in like movies do you know no. what a microaggression is no It's like
1: explain? it's
0: it's like a it's like being racist but like in like kind of a subtle way or like just making like like shitty comments that you might not even realize are bad yeah but uh it's kind of weird honestly yeah
1: that sounds like it's like a little like but I,
0: well i did it on the movie my project was on the movie Have you ever seen get out which it's a super it? cool movie. It won the Oscar a few years ago. It's uh, Jordan Peele's first movie that he directed. The dude from Key and Peele. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and it's like a horror movie. Um, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but it's like uh, this uh, this guy and his girlfriend. They go to like meet her parents for the first time, and he's like um, he's African American, she's white, and like it just turns out her whole family is like super racist and like. They basically try to kill him.
1: It's yeah. actually a
0: really good movie, though.
1: Dude, yeah. See, well, and I wonder... That dude is a
0: talented director, bro. Well, I wasn't... Mm, his second movie wasn't as good. What was that second one he did? Summer. Uh, no, Us. Us. Did you ever see Us? No. It's like... It was like it was trying to be good, but it was a little annoying. Like, sometimes when movies get a little, like, preachy with their messages, they can be a little annoying.
1: Well, it's sometimes, like, you know... Like, I feel like sometimes, you know, like it's easy to read too much into things you know it's it's easy to dissect movies and just try to like pinpoint certain things you know
0: yeah well and i think in this case like um it was like actually remember on our hike the other day when zach talked about like with music like sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle on something right and it's just like it's sick i feel like that's how jordan peele's first movie was he kind of like with get out it was like a super good movie he won an oscar all this stuff and so yeah. people really expected the next movie to be like.
1: They tried to catch the light. They tried to catch the lightning in a bottle again, and, bottle again, and, they and just it struck. It just hit them, and then they just got electrocuted, and they couldn't catch it ever again because they died. Yeah, flopped, flopped like a dead body.
0: Dude, that's really common on a lot of well, movies and TV shows.
1: And what and what I was, you know, and also I just feel like sometimes if you're uh, looking for those things like microaggressions in movies, and you're You'll dissecting, yeah. you know, you're just dissecting it, like you know you'll find what you want to see.
0: I mean to be fair, these people in this movie were definitely racist, but um
1: yeah, yeah. I think you're
0: right in in today's culture because we've gotten to a point where it's like everybody's kind of looking for or at looking, least before the looking least, for a fight. Yeah, before the corona, now since this whole coronavirus thing, people have been a little it's kind of nice cuz like some of the bullshit has died down as far as like what people are angry about, like cuz we used to just get mad about stupid things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then something bad actually happens and it kind of in a way weird way puts things into perspective so that you kind of don't have all this like people like going off about stuff that makes no sense like reading too much into a book or a tv show or something like right now we don't really have time for that because there's like bigger things going on you know oh yeah dude so i wonder if it's going to revert back to you know how it was before or if it's going to be like when this is all over. Maybe people will focus on stuff that's actually more important.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know. And this time I've been focusing on uh, just self-growth. Yeah. And, you know, uh, going on hikes, really trying to, like, find, you know... Myself, bike rides. Bike rides. Trying to get out in nature, meditating, praying, doing stuff like that. Trying to take care of my soul, my spirit, my...
0: That's awesome, dude. And I think, you know, like, uh, it's really great when you have somebody that, like, pushes you to do this. So- because, you know, like, me and you, we kind of, like, I feel like push each other to to do this, like, health stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, especially, like, with the hikes and stuff, I don't think I would be hiking as much, you know, if we weren't hiking together all the time. Because it's, yeah. like, you kind of need somebody to, like, be like, all right, let's get, you know, let's get going. Because it kind of can be easy, I think, when you're on your own uh, and you're trying to get in shape, especially, to to be lazy.
1: Yeah, well, you don't get motivated in isolation. Right. Yeah. You, know? you get motivated in groups. Mm-hmm. That can be good and bad, you know. But it could be super bad, <laughs> you know. You think so? To get motivated in a group. It depends mm-hmm. on what you're getting motivated. Oh, for. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like some, like, some, like sure? Nazi group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, like, it, uh. But, yeah, so, you know, when you have company, it just makes it funner and it makes it easier to enjoy, you know? Yeah. But sometimes, like, dude, yesterday I went on a a super long hike. I was out for about six and a half hours just hiking all over the place and uh, played my tin whistle out in the woods and just did stuff like that. And that was good because it was, like, a day of, you know— getting in touch with my head and listening to Baron and Luthien. And yeah. Having some focus of uh, my time and stuff that I enjoy, you know? Well, that can be
0: just as important. You have to take time for yourself and like, uh, cause we always have so much outside influence as far as the TV, your phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like super good to like, go hike and like have no music no ipod or anything and just like walk and be with your own thoughts for like a couple hours you know that's hard it's hard but it's like i think really that's the way that's the way i get a lot of my like best thinking done or like you kind of figure out like what you really want to do
1: yeah that's why i like meditations too Mm. i try to do like different uh sometimes i'll do meditations where it's just in silence and i won't put on a you know uh, i won't time it Sometimes I will time it. Um, sometimes I'll do it sitting down in a lotus position. Sometimes I'll meditate on my knees. Sometimes I'll meditate laying down in a guided meditation. Just switching it up, trying to find. Uh... It's good to switch that stuff up, you know.
0: Oh yeah, totally, dude. I I really want to get into meditation. Um, I I don't know. I I think I I don't, I don't think you've watched it yet, but I told you about that show on Netflix that's like a podcast.
1: Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The
0: Midnight Gospel, who is made by this comedian, Duncan Trussell, who's like, that guy's like a genius, bro. He's like, just the way his mind works is like really cool. And that's a cool show because it's like a podcast in a totally new format that like we haven't seen before. Cause it's like this cartoon, which you don't really pay attention to. You're kind of like paying attention to the conversation, but it's kind of cool to have this like, Cartoon like in the background just like they're doing all this weird just kind of like this weird psychedelic like kind of trippy cartoon uh, And he's had some dude the conversations.
1: Oh, you said Damien Eccles. Yeah, the West Memphis three.
0: Yeah, he's gotten in, in the third episode He's got Damien Eccles from the West Memphis three that is such a good conversation
1: Man, if you guys don't know what the mes- West Memphis three is that's something that you should look up. It's three um, teenagers in West Memphis that basically got uh, they got accused of uh, you know like a satanic and... murder yeah thing. like a cult yeah. murder and basically sexual sexually abusing children uh, turned out that they didn't do it and the evidence all led but there was basically like
0: this guy spent how long in prison I think he spent like. 40 years, 50 spent, years in prison?
1: No, no, he spent, uh, like, you know, I think about 20.
0: Okay, so 20 a long
1: years. time. Yeah, I think it was like 20. And basically, with Damien Eccles and those, uh, the other two kids, they, uh, all the evidence said otherwise, but the way that the whole trial went, it really worked not in their favor. So, I mean, they literally had a guy from California go up and the prosecutors brought this guy up. And when the uh, defense interviewed the guy, then he was supposed to be like a scientist. He had his doctorate in the occult and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, and then the guy goes up and he says, yeah, so you, you've got this degree. And the guy was like, yeah. And he was like, how many classes did you have to take to get this degree? like this master's uh-huh. doctorates. And the guy was like, say that again? He's like, you know, how 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 many classes do you take? And he was like, well, actually none. The guy literally didn't have to take any classes. He just bought the degree. So the, Oh, those, and that was like their
0: main expert at trial or something?
1: Yeah, their main expert didn't take any classes for his expertise. Yeah. It was just like a made-up college. And I think it was made up by that guy from something that I read. But yeah, dude, like, th- like they just botched the whole trial. And these guys in Tennessee, they had so much pride. Like the judge and the sheriff that basically picked up a stick that was like, I don't know, like far from the, uh, far from the scene. And he said it was one of the things that two months later that they had used to kill these kids. You can't pick up a stick two months later and say that you beat kids with it. And then there was yeah. a knife in the lake this is crazy There is a knife in the lake that they got a month and a half later and then they said this was the knife that they used and we know exactly where it's at and they were like well that's weird and he's like well, how did you find that knife and the guy goes I just had a hunch the prosecutor how do you have a hunch that a knife is exactly where you pointed to be at
0: yeah that's <clears throat> well unfortunately there's like so much fuckery that goes on in trials in general mm-hmm. so many people are um wrongly convicted you know you got like groups like the innocence project that's all they do is they yeah. help these guys out who are wrongfully convicted and it's just like imagine like the thought of being convicted of something you didn't do is already screwed up enough but like you know damien eccles he was sentenced to death bro and, for, like, for killing children as part of a satanic ritual. Like, that's a horrible thing to be charged with. Like, dude, imagine that on your mind. And you're like, no, you didn't do it. You just know Just
1: because it. you were wearing black. Yeah. That's, because that's you were her... the Wiccan stuff and yeah. because you listened to metal and stuff. Just because you're a teenager in Memphis that doesn't want to be, like, a Bible thumper, you know, and doesn't want to, like...
0: These kids were just, like, profiled based on... They lived in kind of a, a small town where basically everybody was kind of, like... Quote-unquote, yeah, like normal or whatever. They all kind of did the same thing. Well, and so these kids were kind of like outcasts.
1: They were considered to be white trash. Right, and that's he, why they picked them. And basically, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna help white trash? You know, I mean, they're white trash. I mean, there's a label on it, you know. There's a way that it's perceived that they do weird stuff like that. So when you have these kids that grow up, and one of them comes from a trailer home, these people have this preconceived notion about these kids because of where they're from, you know, and how they grew up.
0: Yeah, and well, but it's just like, yeah, I encourage everyone to definitely, it's only like a 20-minute episode. You should definitely watch that show if you have time. Uh, it's just like so, like, that Damien Eccles guy is a specific example. It's crazy to see someone who's been through something like that who has turned it into, I don't even know if a positive is the right word, but he's just like me you know, like he's used like what he learned and his knowledge and like his inner strength to like come out the other side and still be like a really thoughtful, articulate person.
1: Well yeah, and the the thing that's crazy about that trial too is like he Peter Jackson was advocating for him, Johnny Depp was advocating for Damon Eccles and his friends. Um who else was it? Eddie Vedder. Uh, was at the uh, trial where they were trying to get, like, the appeals going and stuff. And they were very outspoken. And Tennessee was just getting hammered, you know, the publicity that finally, you know, but, like, I mean, but they still got the bad end of the stick at the end of it. This is the part that sucks. I mean, they got out of prison, right? But the type of—
0: But what they went through in prison— it's you can, horrible. yeah, like yeah. they were, that one guy, Damian Eccles, like he was beaten and
1: like, I think he might've been raped. raped. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. And he, and they basically because Tennessee didn't want to lose a bunch of money because I think they would have gotten just an enormous amount. The type of uh, deal that they made is that they plead guilty, but that they're allowed to leave.
0: Yeah. That is so screwed up.
1: <laughs> I don't, just because they, you, that would have cost Tennessee so much money, that case. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, man. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's called an Alfred plea.
1: Alfred plea. That's what
0: I – I was trying to remember that the other day. And it's when you enter a plea of guilty, but you're not specifically admitting to the guilt itself, which is really strange. It's, like, a really strange concept. And I've yeah. only heard of it, like, a couple of times. Like, I think they tried to – who else did they try to make do that? They tried I, – I can't remember who it was, but, like – I feel like they did that to uh, that kid from – oh, God, I can't remember. All I know is that's a screwed up thing to ask somebody to do because it's basically like, yeah, you're saying you're guilty just so that they will let you out of jail. It's financial. Yeah. And it's it, yeah, it's, it protects the state, like you said, because then they basically never have to admit doing anything wrong because you yeah. still admitted a guilty plea. Yeah and
1: uh yeah super it's just because those guys that we might have screwed up we might have not screwed up putting a death sentence on you but we're making an agreement that you agreed to be guilty
0: yeah that really is screwed up because those guys yeah they would have gotten like multi-million dollar settlements each of them
1: and it could have happened to could have happened to me could have happened to you could have happened to anybody you know turned out that it was uh all the evidence led to one of the uh the younger kids that had gotten like basically brutally murdered, yeah did they figure out who actually did it? I think it was like the stepfather of one of them, and he was at all the trials and like <sighs> it's. Cr- and because one of the profile profilers, his name is uh, Jonathan Edwards Douglas, a uh, famous forensic profiler. who basically created forensic profiling. Um, when he did the profile of who the killer would be. He was like, dude, this makes no sense that it would be these three kids. Mm -hmm. He was like, generally, when a child is murdered or sexually abused or whatever, which it turns out the kids weren't even sexually abused, Mm -hmm. but it turns out that they botched that at the trial, too. They botched so many things. They brought in people that just had no credentials. Uh, Basically, what he was saying is, uh, he was like, it would make more sense that it was somebody that was close to them.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just crazy how, like, in... So there's been so many cases where like people bring in quote unquote experts into a trial that like are just quacks. You yeah. know, like you saw a lot of that back in the day with like bite mark evidence and stuff. Like they would oh, try yeah. and say, like, that's that stuff's all bullshit. You can that whole bite mark evidence thing, it's really doesn't I think like the only person they ever convicted on that was Ted Bundy. Yeah, But, like, uh, that stuff is super... There's all these, like, forms of evidence that are super unreliable. Even eyewitness testimony is one of, like, the most unreliable things.
1: Yeah, well, and what ends up happening is people will lie just to get to be a part of it. Or
0: they think that they... Like, that dude Stephen Avery, you know, whether that dude... He's on that show Making a Murderer, and, like, whether he did this murder he's in jail for now, we know for sure... He didn't do the first one because he spent like 12 and a half years in prison for rape that he didn't commit. Yeah. And then they let him out and he supposedly murdered somebody else. But um, like the woman who convicted him of it, who said, yeah, this is the guy that raped me. She was so sure of it. you know? She was like, yeah, I'm an eyewitness. I was there. It was definitely this guy. Wasn't him. Yeah. It turns out, you know what I'm saying? So like, even if you just have to be like so careful with that kind of thing because you know, you're playing with somebody's life, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but people don't care. No, they don't. Yeah. And that's the issue is if it like, you know, if publicly it looks good or bad, it doesn't matter about the truth and justice. Yeah. It matters about you know, the facade.
0: Well, that's why like, yeah, me and Eddie've been talking about uh, you know, like we were talking about my plans for when I graduate and like I was I was considering applying to law school just because like I am really interested in a lot of this stuff, but then I also really want to move out of New Mexico and not stick around here for another three more years, so
1: Yeah. I'm kind well, of up
0: in the air on that.
1: Same here. Well I think it's good to get out of your hometown. Yeah. I think that's a very important thing is to uh get out of your hometown, um and at find- least
0: for a while, at least for a few years, like
1: yeah I think it's good to just move out of your hometown. I think that it's like it's a good challenge. I think it's good to be out somewhere new and really like you know discover yourself in another place. You can always come home
0: yeah yeah it's we like New Mexico will always i don't know I've got family here, so in a way, New Mexico will always be like home. you know yeah, what I mean I'll always days. come back here for whatever reason, but I don't know. There's much bigger, like it's a much bigger world out there than that, you know what I'm saying? And like so many people, not in New Mexico necessarily, like it happens in New Mexico, but especially these like small, like more rural towns like in the Midwest and stuff like that, you'll meet people that have never left their hometown. Even for a vacation,
1: you know? Or to see the ocean or anything. And it becomes
0: like, I think like a comfort, like, you know, it can be a little freaky, I think, for those type of people like actually like traveling. Yeah. You know, it's like a phobia.
1: They just wanna be grounded. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think it's good to get out of the comfort zone, you know? It's good to get out of your comfort zone and, uh, and you know, be somewhere a little, uh, I don't know, just go somewhere where you can kind of go on an adventure and yeah. get new scenery, meet new people. That's a good thing.
0: Getting out of your comfort zone is probably the most important thing, but that's like what they say everyone's life is like a, your kind of going back and forth between pushing yourself like being in your comfort zone and then like not being in your comfort zone you know that's a mean? healthy place to be yeah. taking
1: healthy risks uh-huh and then coming back to being grounded yeah that's what yeah that's what you want take healthy risks come back well like uh my piano teacher always said this he said you know the whole point of your day Is that you do enough stuff so that you can sleep well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you want to have a good night's sleep. So you have to exercise. You have to mentally exercise yourself. Physically Mm -hmm. exercise yourself. Spiritually. All that stuff. Yeah. So that at the end of the night, you can go to sleep and have a good night's rest. Because if you don't do all that stuff, you're going to go to sleep. Anxious. Anxious. You're going to be thinking about things. You're going to be wound up. You're going to wake up and like, ah, man, fuck today, you know? Yeah. So, like, the night before, you know, for me, like, it's prayer. I like to pray and meditate and stuff like that. So that gets my head, like, level, you know?
0: Mm. God, I never do that. I need to, I mean, I don't know why, but it just doesn't, like, occur to me.
1: Yeah, I just like to, I'm a man of routine, you know? I have to have, like, a routine and a ritual. right. Because, I mean, it's very important for people to have rituals. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be some religious thing. It's just important to have a ritual every day that you commit to because that gives you a certain sense of stability amongst the chaos. Yeah. So things are all over the place. You know, if I'm out in New York and things are just crazy... And, like, I don't know, there's some weird business thing. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. You know, who knows? But, Mm. like, if I'm in New York, I've gotten three hours of sleep, everything's chaotic. At least I know I can wake up, pray, at some point in the day, meditate for 15 minutes, and at the end of the night, pray a little bit and go to sleep.
0: Hmm. Yeah, meditation is, uh... It's just, like, my mind wanders. I don't know. I'll sit there and I'll try it and it's,
1: like that's normal though yeah that's the human condition if your mind wasn't wandering you wouldn't be human yeah you'd be a machine (laughs) (laughs) i am a machine (laughs) my mind does not wander unless it is told to
0: (laughs) yeah well i think one thing we have done not to toot our own horns here but during this corona thing we've made some positive changes you know what i'm saying like whereas like a lot of People have just been, like, chilling, drinking a lot more. Yeah. You know, like, so many people are drinking, like, a lot right now, dude. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's kind of cool that at least we're spinning some positivity out of this, you know? Just got to keep it going now when everything's back to normal.
1: Dude, well, no, and it'll be easier when everything's normal. Yeah, because we'll have, have, like, like the the gym. gym. You know, you got social life. I mean, like... And I think I have a feeling that when everything gets back to normal, a lot of people are going to miss a lot of things that they were doing, so they're probably going to want to go out a little, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that's, like, the, the question is, like, when this all goes down and everything's chill again, I I agree with you. I think you're going to see, like, just people, like, who are pent up, who like, yeah, let's go travel, let's do this. But then there's that other side that makes me think, like, I feel like people might be kind of reluctant to, to go back to business as usual in the sense of, like, you know, like weird stuff. Like, you know, like b- before all this, you'd walk in a room with ten people, give everybody a handshake, you know, mm-hmm. or a high five or whatever. Do you think people are going to be weirded out by that from now, like for forever? Like, is this going to change social cues in that regard? Like, do you think people are going to be a little more sketchy?
1: I think for a little bit, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fear surrounding this. There's a lot of reasonable and unreasonable fear. You know, I think there's ra- there's rational and then there's irrational. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to dictate because it just depends on your personality and what your opinions are and where you fall in line with that. Some people might be uh, thinking a little more than others and it might be making them anxious and so they just don't want to...
0: Well, some people are just taking the super... Like, you know, like some people would be pissed at us for going on a hike the other day with two friends. Which is fine. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, like... uh, And I think that it's okay for them to be mad. I mean, like, but... Can't agree with everybody. Can't agree with everybody. It's not,
0: but yeah, I guess I wanted to touch on that because it's like we're not, me and you aren't saying, oh, it's no big deal. We're throwing caution to the wind. Like, we still think this is a really real thing. We don't want to get it. We wash our hands a lot. We try and take all these precautions. But at the same time, we haven't, like, totally let it control our lives either.
1: Yeah, well, it just depends on how much anxiety you have behind it, you know? And, I mean, my dad, he was, he's retired. He was a doctor. I mean, he's older, you know?
0: So that's your probably biggest concern is, like, you don't want to affect him.
1: Yeah, but he's also, I mean, he's a doctor, so he gets it. Mm-hmm. And he's not being irrational, about it you know he's like yeah like you should go out and you should do these things i mean
0: yeah like don't go to like a fucking house party or something no
1: you know just use common sense But some people's idea of common sense are different Mm -hmm. so i would say that common sense is you know don't go make out with five chicks in a day and Sorry, ladies. (laughs) Sorry. Or dudes, you know, are the other side of that. Dudes, and then freaking, uh, and, you know, don't sneeze on people. Wash your hands more often. Hold on, I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) sneeze. And, uh, so, I mean, that's just, you know, but also, Getting irate at people and judging them for doing stuff like going out. Like, you're not going to change anybody by belittling them. No. And badgering them. I
0: have, that, that, having said that, though, I have seen some pretty stupid shit. Like, did you see those people who had a... Uh, I forget who it was, but these this one dude had, like, a coronavirus party where they were, like, trying to infect each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, where people have, like, these, like, coronavirus parties. I'm sure you've heard of that.
1: Yeah, but, like, I mean... Did that's their prerogative? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, I think you're an idiot if you do that. But I'm also not like gonna.
1: I just don't. I guess sense.
0: I just stay away from you. If that's what you want to do, I'll stay away from you. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? Like, I mean,
1: you can make a decision to stay away from people. Right. You don't have to like shame them. Yeah. Stop it. I've never seen a situation where you shame people and they change their behavior. Yeah, I've never but
0: seen that. but yet we want to shame, don't we?
1: We do because we think that we. Or God or something where we can change people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And we can't. Well, and it feels kind of good to shame somebody, does it not? Yeah. (laughs) It makes you feel superior to them, you know? (laughs) The truth is, because when somebody shames another person, they feel better about themselves for a moment. But really, usually, like, your overall life quality isn't that good, because you're always just like... "Ah." Oh but then just complaining about well, this person and what they're doing, they're affecting me, blah blah blah. Like, you also have to be
0: careful with using the term shaming though, because like nowadays everything is considered shaming. Like like for instance, you know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a uh, a fat guy. You yeah. Know? And if you were like if you were to call me, hey Joe, you're a fat piece of shit Yeah, <laughs> I could say, Eddie, you're fat shaming me. Yeah. You know, and I could get super upset at you. But it's, I like, actually... I a
1: <laughs> piece of shit all the time. Yeah, and
0: it actually, it's good because it motivates me to yeah. not be a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Whereas, like, some people, that like, they're like have you ever heard of that? Because, like, like, that's, like, how you motivate someone to get in shape. You have to call them fat. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, have you looked in the mirror, you're a fat <laughs> piece <type> of shit. <laughs> and that's what motivates them to be, like, oh, okay, I get it now. Let yeah. me get my shit together.
1: Yeah. But if you're
0: just, like, oh, you're perfect how you are. You're perfect how you are. Like, well... I don't know if that's healthy either.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, but it's just all based on opinion, right? Like some person, they might not like to hear that. They might set up things. They'll talk about, well, some people's diets are different. It's like, no, it's not true. You just have an unhealthy diet. Yeah. It's like, well, some people can. Or some eat people are meat. born like that. Some people, red meat is better for them, and it feels good. Well, yeah, it feels good. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> 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 like you know, it's not gonna feel good in thirty years when like you can, you can't move without feeling like you're getting dizzy and yeah, you know, and your heart's just thumping.
0: So I would say within reason, you know, I guess there could be like yeah, you don't want to pick on fat people certainly yeah, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong if you have a good friend who's getting a little chunky and you tell him that yeah, I feel like that's being a good friend, is it not?
1: Well, it's called you don't want to enable people to make but with their bad behavior. Right. I mean, like that's the problem is there's say like, uh, what I think it's like Plato or some shit there. He said, if you're going to have a debate, you have to define your terms. Well, when the terms in the debates are always changing and the format's always changing, you can't have a healthy discussion.
0: Oh, I like that. That quote. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. So what was some per- person might be say you're, shaming this person, I might say, no, I'm not enabling this person. Or I'm motivating this person, maybe. Yeah, or just not enabling them. Because um, a person can only motivate themselves. But you can enable a person all day.
0: Yeah, okay. I'd say there's some truth to that. People can be motivated by seeing someone do something else, but I guess that's still coming from within themselves.
1: I've just never run into a situation where... I've gone up to somebody, and they're kind of set in their ways, and I verbally try to convince them of something, and they jump on board. But I have had situations where I do something better for myself, and then somebody that's struggling reaches out to me. Mm, Okay. So, I mean, it's just... That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so, I mean, if somebody, you know, during all this is like, oh, wow, these guys are out partying, they're fucking pieces of shit, and everybody points your finger at them. Right. It's like, dude, that's not going to help at all.
0: No. Like, and they if continue. anything, they're going to double down.
1: They're going to yeah. double, yeah, for sure. They're, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, this is bugging you. Oh, yeah. I'm getting attention from this. Yeah, you bet your ass, I'm going to do more of this. Yeah. You know? Because if I was that person and in that mind state, I'd probably be like, well, you're being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's what I would think if I was that person. You know, but honestly, like, I wouldn't do that because. To me, I just want to be a little bit more mindful of people around me. I want to be conscientious of what I'm doing. I don't like being on autopilot. I hate that. I hate being on autopilot.
0: Oh, I catch myself on autopilot sometimes, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" Like
1: it's the worst. It's like. You're like on autopilot and you get mad about something or you're on autopilot you end up going to some political garbage that you've been like has been preset into your fucking brain by yeah. your fucking parents or some shit, you know? Yeah. You're like, "Oh, oh shit, I grew up with this." So, okay, I'm going to spit out this jargon or resentment towards your parents so you go the complete opposite way, you know? I don't like being on autopilot. I just don't like it. I like
0: You like being in the moment.
1: I like being in the moment and I like, you know, having some control of my emotional state and my mental state
0: which sounds so simple but is so difficult
1: yeah dude when somebody pisses you off and you see something that annoys you uh-huh it's like autopilot turns on right away
0: that's yeah that's the big thing i've been working on is like temper like when you get upset with somebody yeah you know like it's so easy to lose your temper especially for me and just start saying stuff that like i'm going to regret later
1: Well, and the part of your brain that it affects, literally, parts of your, like, your neural receptors stop working in certain parts of your brain when you get mad. So you literally get stupid. You get stupid in the moment. You start doing dumb shit. When you get angry, your brain literally deteriorates in that moment. And you start doing stupid shit. So, literally, if you get angry, you just got to tell yourself. I'm a stupid fucking idiot right <laughs> <laughs> Like literally I'm stupid. Yeah. Like I like I'm angry, which means that I'm going to be stupid. And I've done that. Like I've fucking have done dumb shit uh, so many times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, like I can't even count the number of times that I've gotten angry and fucking lost it. But I fucking And they
0: create some funny stories, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but not for the people that you're with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true.
0: Now, I think uh I think you've definitely come a long way as far as uh as that's concerned, because yeah, I know you used to have a crazy temper,
1: yeah, well, and I just figure that I can't really control what other people do. The hardest part for me is when you know being on like Facebook or Instagram, oh really, you know, when you see people and the way they interact, face and I, yeah, and then I just take it personally, you know I'm like, oh, like why am I not? Getting this, you know? Right. Or, like, you know, you start comparing yourself to other people, you start taking little things personally. So that's why I try to kind of, like, I try to slow down with my thoughts on that because it's easy to develop resentments or envy. And envy is a big one.
0: Yeah. Well, and with social media, though, you got to remember is like, if you are seeing something that does make you feel that way, a lot of times it's like, just, you know, think about like the stuff you post. Anytime you post, on Instagram or something. It's always going to be like the best version of yourself, the exactly. cool, the, you know what I mean? Like nobody posts I'm having a fucking shitty day on Instagram. No. Know? So it's no, like No,
1: because if you do, then it just looks bad. Yeah. And honestly, like anytime I see somebody that's like, "Wow, life sucks."
0: Like, Once in a while you'll see that on Facebook. People will try and do like the sob story thing on Facebook. It just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I used to do that all the time. I liked pity parties for myself. Really? I'm like throwing a big old pity party. <laughs> hey, who wants to come over to my pity party! <laughs> yeah.
0: Really? What made you? Uh, what, what? Give me an example. Do you have any? example? Oh,
1: like uh, life sucks. I'm mm-hmm. fucking saying some weird emo shit right now. Uh, life is pain. Blah, no. blah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I guess it's like it's like human. You wanna you wanna express how you're feeling. You wanna reach out, mm. in I guess the hopes that. Somebody might make you feel better.
1: Yeah, some chick might feel bad for me and be like, Yeah, yeah that sucks. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, it really does. Stuff. Maybe we should hang out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could
0: talk about how bad this sucks sometime.
1: <laughs> you want to just like maybe go out and get some ice cream and complain about it
0: <laughs> You, me, ice cream, a Tolkien novel, I don't know. Uh,
1: we could just talk about all the pain and misery. We could talk about Edgar Allan Poe and all of his stories and how it relates to our lives. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Dude, have you ever seen The South Park with Edgar Allan Poe? Oh dude, yeah. Where he's like the gothic guy. Dude, the ultimate gothic. And you he's just really? like he's like, You guys are such posers. <laughs> and he's just all like he's like, dude. Call me night pain.
1: <laughs> well, dude, it's so funny because, like the when I was in school we were reading uh Frankenstein. See, the only one that I uh that I really liked, like of our books, my teacher went up to me and he was like, I did an essay on it and he was like Cause I just fucked up in school so much, and he was like, "Wow, Eddie, like this is actually a really good essay." Like, it's because you, you were
0: interested in it.
1: Yeah, he was like, he was like, "I really wish that you would do this with more of my books," you know. And when was this? A, this
0: is like what? Yeah, this at like
1: my boarding school I went to. Gotcha. He was like, "I really wish you would do this with more of the books," and I was like, "Well, I really wish that you would give us more interesting books." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah frankenstein is a cool book dude
1: it's great and you know she dreamed the idea the really? idea came to her in a dream
0: oh yeah. i didn't even know it was i didn't even know who the author was
1: mary shelley oh wow yeah and this was like it was what a of, cool
0: idea just like the idea of like it's, like it's like it's like such a simple idea like creating a frankenstein
1: it's so ahead of its time too so because cool. back then like electricity wasn't really like a big thing and reanimating you stuff said she with dreamed it Dude, she had a dream because – so Percy Shelley was a poet, and she was married to Percy Shelley, mm-hmm. right? And they had kids. And Percy Shelley would always convince women that he was like a feminist in women's rights, but really it was so that he could get laid by a bunch of girls nice yeah he, <laughs> so he's like the ultimate like modern hipster feminist you gotcha, know he's yeah. like yeah girl i totally believe in he's like rights. a male feminist you want to like maybe get like five ipas in and go back to my place that's like
0: the <laughs> scummiest way to get laid yeah yeah
1: he's like yeah He's. Like, i'm oh, an dude, ally
0: boy. i'm an ally i'm
1: an ally you like ipas we could drink like throw back like five and go back to my place <laughs> but like uh but he was like that back in the day. It's so funny because everybody just thinks that these are modern things, like modern ideas. But back then, dude, they were doing like opium together and like he was hanging out with like three different girls and Mary Shelley would get jealous because he'd be sleeping with the two other girls. But it's not like Mary Shelley could go sleep with another guy, you know, so and they all stayed out with that guy's house. They would all do opium at this guy's house together. Super really? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but Percy Shelley died. Mary Shelley's kids basically all died and her parents died when she was super young so she had this thing with death right like mm-hmm. death really affected her so she was like sleeping one night and then she had this dream that one of the people that she loved got hit by lightning and came back to th- came back to oh, life
0: and then next thing you know it's a book how cool is that like Dude, that inspiration
1: it's cr- it's so ahead of its time like yeah. no like that like creative idea is worlds away because then 20 years later, Electro-shocked their, like, you know, somebody gets a heart attack, you shock them back to life. To yeah. Them. Like, that's, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, well, it just, it goes to show you, like, ideas like that are, just, like, fleeting, though. You know, like, what if she hadn't written that idea down when she woke up, you know what I mean? So you have to really, like, if you have an idea, they're just out there, you know? They're fucking fleeting.
1: And actually, it was part of a contest. They were all sitting around and they were trying to see who wrote the best horror story.
0: Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, so. I really want to start writing like, I think horror would be a cool genre, but like, just like writing. That's what I'm, I'm gonna start reading this book this week. I have to read this book, that uh, On Writing by Stephen King. Oh, nice. Dude, I heard that's like a sick, it's kind of like his autobiography, but also tell, like teaches you a lot of cool stuff about writing. Yeah, but He is such a good writer,
1: dude. Yeah, that's why I like studying Tolkien a lot. Because, yeah. basically, I think to be a great writer, you have to know how to study.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, really, like, where are you going to find your muses? I mean, muses are just in ideas. and muses. Like, with Token, like, the cool thing is that he got a lot of his inspiration. Like, if you look at the character Gandalf, it's, it's a lot like Merlin – But it's also a lot like Odin, like the archetypes. But it's also like he has some of these traits of these different people, right? But then has some of Jesus too. But it's this original character that he came up with that has some of these traits from old things that he had studied very thoroughly. Right. So the difference between Merlin and Gandalf is Merlin was the son of Satan. And Gandalf is an angelic being from Valar, which is basically like, this this, this angelic, angelic realm. Mm -hmm. So, or no, not Valar, he's a Maya. Sorry. (laughs) You better get that right. So, but, so what he did is he would study this old Norse mythology, old Celtic Christian mythology very much because, you know, in the Christian Catholic mythology it's very like good versus evil. But then you also have this element of free will in there. It's not really there there might be some prophecy in it, but there's always this element that that whatever the God is is allowing man to do things of free will. Oh, okay. As opposed to everything kind of being set in stone and your life being you're just going down the path that's already been set for you you know
0: yeah yeah I think it's so f- awesome that you're like so entranced by that guy <laughs> uh, well
1: th- th- I mean so the reason why I like token is not just because I like token it's because it is just there's an abundance of things that you can go down the rabbit hole of right so you find this character in Tolkien's *Legendarium*, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh wow, this this reminds me of something." And then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, oh King Arthur." You're like, "Okay, now I want to go research King Arthur to understand this portion of this book more." So then you go study King Arthur. Well, I mean, there's so many myths of King Arthur. So many people have told different stories. And King Arthur, some people are like, "Oh, was he even a real person?" And then it turns out that Arturius was. A man, I mean, you know, he wasn't wearing knight's armor or anything. This was much further back. But this guy stayed a legend up until now. And this one man that was in a tribe that fought off the Anglo-Saxons freaking is a timeless character. And how cool is that? This guy was probably just lived up until he was 35 and got killed in battle. But he is such a legend That there is this stories around him of, you know, basically the Holy Grail. He's been destined. He was, you know, born from magic. That he knew Merlin, a great wizard. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be pretty cool if some of this stuff was real, you know. Like if there were actually wizards and dragons and shit. Then I could get on board, you know. Dude, yeah. It's hard to get on board.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just more about the human
0: psyche. It's like Game of Thrones, you know? Everybody loved Game of Thrones. I hated it.
1: But, game, like, I don't even think that Game of Thrones...
0: Isn't that, like, the same thing, basically? Harry, I don't think it's Do you relevant. like Harry
1: Potter? Yeah, I think Harry Potter's more relevant.
0: Okay. Do you Because think that, I think... I, I, that person's a good author, J.K. Yeah, Rowling.
1: I like authors like J.K. Rowling and... Rowling. Uh, and uh, and J.R.R. R. Token, because within their stories there's a human element that you can relate to because it's diving deep into the psyche of your mind game of thrones didn't really dive into the deep psyche of my mind i'm like i, don't, I can't I, really relate to any of these people
0: i'm trying to think if anything has ever delved into the deep psyche of my mind <laughs> <laughs>
1: well like so like i mean like when i just was like
0: i just like gangster movies like mafia movies and stuff
1: well that's, like, see that's entertaining
0: yeah i'm but, like as far as like let me think Book, i just I've never been into, like, and I know so many people that are, like, uh, dude, you and AJ should have a conversation about this because he's, like, super into, uh, like, Lord of the Rings and all this shit, too. Dude. You guys could probably have, like, a cool talk.
1: <laughs> well, the thing I like about Lord of the Rings is there's different elements that I think are, like, really relatable. Like, <clears throat> uh, like there's a, there's a part where Boromir... <laughs> <Boromir>. <laughs> well he's he's a king of Gondor, like and he's very proud, like of his heritage. He's uh-huh. like a proud man, you know, and uh, Frodo has a ring and Boromir is like that ring has so much power, like just give it to me. And he's trying to sound nice about <laughs> just it. Just give it to just, me. Just give me the ring, we'll use it for good. And Frodo's like, no, like we know that this is evil, but Boromir is like entranced by the ring, and then he gets angry and irate. And loses control, and then he like yells at this like halfling, which is like you know this like little hobbit, screams at him, and then Frodo puts on the ring, becomes invisible, and runs away. Then Boromir gets shot by an orc and killed, <laughs> but, but he's trying, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's trying to protect. He's try- but he feels so bad. He's trying to protect. He's like, I screwed up. He's like, I can't believe I got angry. This thing is evil. And so. Evil. But then he dies. And as he's dying, he always wanted to be the king of the land. But this other dude, Aragorn, is like. As
0: he laid dying, you mean? As he lays dying,
1: (laughs) Aragorn's like holding him. And he's like, you know, you did the best that you can. Like, you know, he's like, it's not your fault, you're a good man. So there's like this element of redemption in there that I think that we can like all relate to that we want, you know, (laughs) pride and redemption, you know, I mean, it's in stuff like, you know, the Bible, Exodus, you know, pride, the Pharaoh, like, you know, there's always these stories of man's pride and interpretations of it. I think that people can relate to that, you know, I mean, I've been a proud person before and not, and been stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. I've had you know, they always say pride comes before the fall.
0: That's true. I yeah. like that quote. Yeah. <laughs> pride and, does become bo- it's like it's like if someone says that to you and it's like fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: like, God damn it. You're like, God damn it, <laughs> like, God damn it he's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that is what happens.
1: Yeah, so I mean, but I, I like that. That's good for my psyche. It's like good mental reminders. Who
0: did we find out wrote oh it's like you said of Faulkner who wrote As I Lay Dying, right?
1: Dude, that's a
0: crazy book. Remember we were on the hike the other day and I was trying to sound all smart. We were talking about As I Lay Dying and you're like, who wrote that book? And I was like, I want to say Thoreau. <laughs> Dude,
1: definitely not Thoreau.
0: I know, but that just sounds like kind of like a smart answer.
1: Dude, yeah,
0: no, yeah. <laughs> like you throw the word Thoreau out there people yeah. are like, oh shit, this guy does Oh doesn't.
1: yeah, yeah, does he know Does something? he read? <laughs> Dude, uh, no, this one was... Uh... Faulkner, that's a crazy book because it's basically like stream of thought. So every chapter is a different character, and uh, so every character you get their perception of a situation, right? And so it's kind of crazy. Like it's uh, they're carrying their dead mom, and each person perceives the whole situation differently.
0: So like, okay. So it'll play, like, one person's whole perception out, and then the next part of the book is this next guy.
1: Yeah, so basically it'd be like if me and you were going on a hike, like, and then we're going in this tunnel, and then I'm, like, up in my head, and I was like, wow, what a beautiful day for a hike. Look, there's a bird over there. And then you're walking on the same hike with me, and you're like, wow, Eddie's a complete dumbass. I hate (laughs) hiking with him. This is the worst. Look at that dumbass bird over there. It's kind of a piece of shit.
0: You're reading my mind. That's, that's every hike. <laughs> <Just kidding.
1: laughs> See, the, the, so that's stream of thought. The interesting thing about as I lay dying is there's a chapter, and I didn't I didn't know that this was a stream of thought book. I had to actually get another book that explained it, like an audio book, and they're like, "Yeah, this is what's happening." And I was like, "Oh, stream of thought. I never knew this. I just went into this, and I was like, What, what does that even
0: mean? Stream of thought. Is that like just like Is there a definition to that?" So of stream writing.
1: of thought Is a type of writing So it's like I'm talking in my narrative And then it switches over To the next person's narrative
0: Oh okay So okay.
1: yeah And then it switches over To the next person's narrative And then there's like Kind of a conclusion At the end Gotcha And so I didn't know that And I'm just like Who the hell this, What is this Like a schizophrenic Or something You know Like multiple. Who's styles. a jig of what <laughs> 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 And uh And uh <laughs> Uh, And then,
0: uh. It just shows you reading your book. You're like, wait a minute. Stream of consciousness?
1: What's that? (laughs) And then, uh, there's an interesting part because there's a uh, mentally challenged character. And so when it gets to this part, like, it's like. Yeah, my mom's a fish in the pond, flapping, blah, blah, blah. Like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You're just like, what? And I didn't know that. You, you know? didn't know
0: that it was written, well, you didn't know that. From a,
1: from a mentally challenged Got person's you.
0: Perceptive, Got perception. You. So you're just thinking, this makes no sense.
1: Makes no sense at all. And then actually this other book was the one that helped me understand it.
0: Hmm. So it took a book to understand a book. Yeah nice yeah maybe that's one that is better to listen to audio style yeah you know
1: yeah yeah it's that one's good um so yeah but yeah man
0: that's gonna be a goal i'm setting for this week is i want to read one book yeah like i haven't read a book in probably six months or more yeah i mean like actually sat down not even an audio book i want to sit down and read a real book yeah you know I feel like See, that's a pretty good goal.
1: Yeah, books are hard for me, man. I'm such an on the go person. I like audiobooks. But I like Audiobooks are great, yeah. I like reading books if it's like short stories.
0: Yeah, you just have to find like a, that right moment in the day, you know, like I feel like if you had like a hammock, right? Yeah. Maybe chill outside in the a hammock. Little hammy. A little hammock action, read yeah, a book.
1: I eat a little ham, sit in a hammock.
0: Maybe a rum ham rum ham it's like ham soaked in rum yeah remember that from it's always sunny yeah no <laughs> nah, uh, okay do you before we before we wrap this puppy up do you have anything this week that you want to achieve Eddie?
1: um so... i don't
0: think we achieved our goals from last week i don't even remember what they were we got to start being real serious about this <laughs> <laughs> didn't we make goals last week yeah, I swear I... we did i think we've done it every time
1: Yeah, I just keep forgetting. Let's just not set goals.
0: Yeah, why do we even need to set goals? Yeah, we're
1: doing a lot of productive stuff.
0: Okay, no goals. We're taking the goals out.
1: Yeah, we're taking the goals out. It's just not working.
0: It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I like that. Yeah, I don't really, you know, like, who am I to have a goal anyways? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Well, is there anything you want to wrap up then?
1: No, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in with us. Uh, I'm Eddie Brewer.
0: I'm Joe Toledo. Oh, and be sure to follow... Uh, both of us on Instagram. You can follow me at uh, the real jt underscore, and Eddie's is Eddie Brewer official. Yep. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week.
1: Awesome.